Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Yes, yes, yes. Hello and welcome to another episode of Affirmative Murder. I am Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Francel Evans. What up? Folks, um, we are on the cusp of potentially a very divisive moment in music history right now. We're coming to you on a Monday. So uh, as of today, the first of the Michael Jackson Leaving Neverland docuseries has premiered. Hmm. Uh, for those of you that watched it, um, we I'd love to hear your thoughts. I am kind of on the fence about watching. It's coming on HBO tonight. We're recording on a Sunday, so it's coming on tonight. Um, I time? probably like nine, okay, or something like that. Maybe ten. Not sure, but um, I'm on the fence about it because I did like do some independent kind of research. Mm-hmm. Not independent, like you know, it was definitely in your face. Once you start to hear this documentary is coming out, you hear both sides which i like to hear i like to hear the people saying the two people that are in that documentary said michael jackson didn't molest them x amount hey, of this years. was this is about yeah oh come on yeah so i don't want i want to watch our tones because i i don't i don't i'm not here to say you don't believe victims or any of that kind of stuff but what i'm saying is a guy that's not here to defend himself and the two if if it just was outright irrefutable evidence which again i have to watch to prove because all i can go off of is stuff that i read before the shit even has come out now if the shit is crazy and michael jackson was out here molesting kids then we have to have a serious conversation about like what is a post michael jackson world look like like how do we not how do we cancel michael jackson you know what i mean that sounds that feels so crazy to say but if you are a person who just is looking at it like post R. Kelly, their kind of craziness lines up in the sense that, you know, having kids sleep in your bed is weird as hell. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But it's like, but that's Mike. And that was us for all those years. Or it's like, that's just him, man. We don't know. He didn't get his innocence and all this kind of stuff. And the same thing with, Michael, with, with R. Kelly, we were just like, he's just a freak, man. He just likes to get down like that. But then when this gets, thro- gets thrown in your face, all these things happen over you, and you go, oh, wow, she was 14, and oh, wow, he did that and kept them in closets, and it's like, oh, then this wasn't just like he peed on a girl. He peed on a, a child yeah. and, and, and and raped her. Mm-hmm. That's completely different than like, oh, Dave Chappelle sketch, it's funny, pee on you, and yeah, he just likes to pee on people. That's way different. So Michael Jackson is like, 
oh, yeah, he likes to have uh, Ferris wheels at his house and kids come and ride on the rides and all this kind of stuff. And that could just sound weird and it'd be completely innocent. Mm -hmm. But if this comes out and it's backed by facts and, you know, people corroboration, all this kind of stuff, then you go, oh, wow, he was luring kids to his house to have sex with them. That's incredibly dark and creepy. I don't know if that's true, though, because like I said, from my own little just little bit of research I did, I'm not saying I went to the library and was going through books, but I'm saying the two people who are the you know, they have like the people who are the they're telling their story. Mm -hmm. The two people that are telling their story on this uh, docuseries um, are currently suing the Michael Jackson estate for millions of dollars. Uh, They came out and defended Michael Jackson while he was alive and while he's dead and said our parents made us lie. So it's kind of this kind of flip floppy thing. And if you make a strong case about something, I'm not going to fight you on it. But I feel like this is going to be another one of those moments where like the Jesse Smollett thing, you know, and I'm not saying I don't believe these men. What I'm saying is you shouldn't immediately believe them because they come on TV and tell a, a good story. That's my whole point about anything. You should never just believe something because people tell a good story. Now, if it's backed by evidence, 100%, you have to believe it. Mm. But these two people, they have a sketchy past. They're currently involved in a lawsuit with the Michael Jackson estate to make money. So, of course, defaming him and making everybody go, yeah, man, cancel Michael Jackson. Then it's like, oh, well, they'll settle and we'll win or whatever. You know, it's definitely, there's a benefit to them making Michael Jackson look bad in the public eye. Mm. And it's, I think this is another case where... Uh, Again, him not being alive is the worst part to me because he's going to have to go to the court of public opinion, which nobody ever wins in the court of public opinion. No, I don't know anybody that's ever won except that girl Jordan Woods this week. Somehow she came out of that unscathed. That was the girl that was fucking Tristan Thompson. Mm -hmm. And black Twitter like flipped it on Khloe Kardashian and was like, girl, this your family's been a mess. So don't. <laughs> that's the only person I've ever seen anybody else get guilty or innocent. You know, you get. You get hung out to dry publicly, but then if it's if it turns out you were telling the truth the whole time, they don't do that publicly. It just kind of fades away, and everybody still thinks you're this or you killed somebody or you did that or whatever. You never get your redemption publicly; mm -hmm. you get that privately. But Michael Jackson's not here to defend himself either way. He's not here to be brought to justice. He's not here to defend himself. So it just feels like it feels it feels like bringing down somebody for the sake of bringing them down. Yeah, I won't be watching it though. Nah, I'm not gonna. See, that's the I don't thing. Want to. My whole point, my whole feeling was I don't I don't I don't want to watch it either. But because I've built this opinion in my head, I'm not a I'm not a person who goes off of my own thoughts and just is like, "Well, I'm right, so fuck it." I need to watch it because I think they're lying. I need to watch it be, not I don't not that I think they're lying. I need to watch it because I'm skeptical about mm. the story that they are, that they are telling. So I need to watch it in order to go, yeah, I'm right, and I don't believe these people, or wow, I need to, I can't, I can't go around thinking that. Because if we want to be like, you know, there's people that are like, hey, man, listen, R. Kelly's sick as hell, but I still like Kelly's 12 play, so fuck y'all, or whatever. Mm -hmm. If we want to be those kind of people about Michael Jackson music, it's a lot easier to do because he just made such incredible music. But I can't be a person who is going to not cancel Michael Jackson and go around believing something that isn't true. Mm. You know what I mean? So I need to watch it because then I need to come to terms with myself where I go, oh, damn, he really must have those kids. So am I? can I still listen to his music the same way? I can't just go, 
nah, it's fake. I'm not going to watch it. I'm going to keep listening to Michael Jackson. Because then that's me lying to myself. Well, I'll are never you, truly are you know. watching it with the idea of, okay, I think they're lying? Or are you watching it with a clean slate? I'm watching it with a clean slate, okay. but that is in the back of my mind. Okay. I'm, I'm not watching it to like be, I'm not watching it to watch their body language and make them out to be liars. Because mm-hmm. that's real easy to do. I could do that. <laughs> Look, he crossed his legs when he said that. He <laughs> lied. That was real. When you go into something like that, looking for the lie or looking to not like them, that's real easy to do. Especially if they already got the perception of they already being skeptical. Exactly. With. So I'm already I'm already a skeptic of what they're saying. So I don't I'm already looking when it comes on. I'm glaring at the screen. Right. My eyes are half squinting. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah, sure, that's your name. So I'm gonna go into it with a clean slate because um imagine like statistically speaking, LeBron James is just the best basketball player that yeah. ever lived on this planet mm-hmm. Earth ever to play basketball, right? Mm-hmm. Now, let's say somebody was you know, a Wilt Chamberlain or Kobe Bryant or whatever, where you can have a real statistical argument mm-hmm. about somebody leading in top 10 in assists, rebounds, and and, and points all yeah. time, uh-huh. where you could really have an argument about it, which you can't because he's the best basketball player to ever live on the planet Earth. Yeah. But if you could and you chose to not engage in that argument simply because you just wanted to continue to believe that LeBron James is the best player to ever walk on this planet Earth, ever to live, ever breathe, and hold a basketball in his hand, mm-hmm. that's, not, that's disingenuous to you because you, now you're just saying – La, 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 I'm not listening to y'all. I just want to keep believing what I believe. And that's a big problem in this country. People are really dug in on their mm-hmm. side and don't want to hear the the alternative to what they You're believe. You're not being open-minded about it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm, please, present me facts that don't have anything to do with rings about who's better than LeBron James all time. I would love to hear it. We can have a conversation about it anytime, mm-hmm. you know. But this isn't a podcast for that. <laughs> that's not what we do here. But I just wanted to give an example of why I need to li- watch this Do- Michael Jackson thing because yeah. I don't want to believe that he did that. I, I'm a huge Michael. Come on, you know yeah. we are huge. We love Michael Jackson. Right. Even when he did the the remix album that came out, Will I Am was singing this song. I still listen because I was like, oh, well, it's, it's, it's kind of you get the vibes. Mm-hmm. It's Michael Jackson kind of. It's adjacent. That's how much I love Michael Jackson. So I can't be one of those people like the woman that like a woman apparently put up money to bail out R. Kelly out of jail. You know, recently when he just got locked up for these 10. Oh, shit. Like, you know, how crazy you got to be to still be dug in and, and p- donate money to a person who yeah. is that's irrefutable. That's what I mean. If this Michael Jackson documentary comes out and it's anything like the R. Kelly shit, then I, I don't even know if I can listen to his music. But that R. Kelly shit was irrefutable. Yeah. This there's some refute that I have. And this is on HBO. Uh huh. Yeah. That's no reason why I won't watch because I don't have HBO. Oh well, you know, hey, <laughs> you know, if a family got it, then you got it. You know, that's 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 how I look at it. But yeah. we don't we don't need to go into elaborate on that. <laughs> uh, Fran, I wanted to uh, also touch in on something I just found out like minutes ago. Um, I I don't know if you remember we uh, talked about briefly. It was this woman named Jacqueline Smith. Early in December, she got stabbed. Everybody thought she got killed by a panhandler. Yeah, in Baltimore. I saw that on. Uh... Like earlier. Yeah. And at the time, like that week that it happened in, in back in early December, her daughter went on the news. She was clearly on drugs, um, talking to a reporter in yeah. her house. Mm-hmm. And it's turned out, it just came out today, that her and her father set up her mother to kill her. They, they killed her. I don't know if they wanted her insurance money or anything like that, but it all was a lie. Mm-hmm. The husband's, the daughter said she saw a woman with a baby reached out to pulled up to her reached out to give her a dollar mm-hmm. you know to help her and then a man came out of nowhere stabbed her in the heart and took her j- jewelry off of her mm-hmm. and then just like disappeared into the night the woman and the, all of this so it sounded when i first heard it, i said 
this sounds like a hit. Like it sounds like they knew who they wanted to get. It was it was planned. It it just seemed too intentional to be just some robbery. Mm. And it turns to out me, it, it sounded it sounded real to me. See, oh, like, I don't like that the notion that it sounded real to you, and I also don't like that now it turns out it was fake because that had real serious consequences. You didn't see as many panhandlers and people uh, as you did before that story happened. It was kind of a crackdown on people being on the side of roads and stuff. People weren't playing around and giving money out. To, like, I'm not saying... You talking about after that? After that happened, oh. after that happened, people were like, well, fuck that. I'm not getting killed by one of these people on the side of the road. I'm not rolling my window down. Fuck them people. But, and I'm not saying that giving people handouts is, you know, poor them. But it is poor them. They're hungry. They're, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. And if, if I have a dollar and I want to give it to a person who's who needs it, I should, you know, I want to be able to do that. But then that whole thing happened, and it made me second guess. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like a legitimate story, though. Like, it could... It could happen. It could happen. Sure. Yeah. It could... Could it happen? Yes. But it did... To me, it sounded extreme. And to now find out that it was all fake, yeah. it... I've, that woman and her father are terrible people. They deserve to be thrown under the jail for killing your mother and your, and your wife. And also, they just did a real... I mean, people were like... People, the the city cracked down on people being out on the side of roads, you know, trying to make a buck or two. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that can be reversed. Even if you find out now, I'm finding out like it's fake. You know how, like I said, the court of public opinion, homeless people and people cleaning windshields and all this kind of stuff, they got taken to the court of public opinion. I remember having a debate about it at work where I was like, yeah, man, fuck that. I won't be rolling my windows down yeah. so I can get that. You know, I, I really. We really went straight negative. Where a it was lot like, of people, hey, celebrities was too. They yeah, were saying, you can't even you can't even help somebody out. Yeah, so it was like this whole kind of wave of like, well, fuck rolling. Just keep driving, man. Yeah. Don't do that. But it was fake. Still, you got that possibility that it can happen. Now. It is a possibility that it could happen. I'm but the, about the still catalyst, now, but the catalyst of the, because before that I was doing it. I'm talking about now that it. Now that the idea is in people's head that it could happen. Oh, that's what I'm saying. It won't. It can't. It, was, it won't go away. That's what I'm saying. That's you what, can't but, reverse that. But that's what I mean is that. So she, they get her and her her father get to come do this damage to people. And I'm again. I mean, I'm, they're not working. I'm, they're on the side of the road asking for money, but they're asking for help. Yeah. And now we are going. Oh no, fuck that! Because this could be like a murderer, one yeah. of those people. And I guess even still, even though this one was fake, it's still a possibility. But that wasn't as prevalent in my mind before this happened. Yeah. So I think they just did irreversible damage in that sense where, you know, people are going to always second guess stopping to help a person in need because mm. they might go, oh, this is a setup. Crack it. Crack that window. Slide it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah that's true. <laughs> that's true. That's true. But again, that goes to that thing where I was like, you're not treating them like people. And I was like, I don't know. I'm a softie, man. I don't know. I just I just want everybody to just uh, feel loved and, 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 and not like an animal. Not anymore. Sorry. Yeah. You, can, you, can't, you can either get this dollar or nothing. Yeah, but I'm not. I don't. That's that's the that's the Fran policy. <laughs> the days of shaking hands and that and God bless you so is bad. over. Here's the dollar so out of this, this little here. crack, yeah. and you take it with your two fingers and yeah. get it. And I'm gonna drive off. Don't talk to me. I don't want to hear Give about thumbs yeah. up. And you go <laughs> and that's it. I don't want you leaning in my car. I don't trust anybody. I don't trust uh-huh. you. Don't get within my. It could be something behind that sign. Wow, I didn't even think about that. Nope. You could have a knife taped to yep. the back of the cardboard. Slide it out, and now you're in trouble. <laughs> Uh, all right. So uh, before we get to these good vibes, I wanted to touch on one last thing, uh, especially you, Fran, you again mm-hmm. have fallen. You are a parent. So yeah. you line right up with this, this whole Momo thing. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that has been the thing that I, when I went and did my little research about it, when I first heard about it is 
the first article that I read said this whole thing is a hoax, right? There was no, the videos weren't a thing, which has happened before, um, of getting the public outraged about a thing mm-hmm. and it not being real, but then the outrage happens and then people go, well, I'll just make it real. So basically what I'm saying is there were no Momo videos, according to the article that I read. That's my one. There, yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Now it is real, so it doesn't matter if it was a hoax. Yeah. That was the, the point I was getting to. So Momo, it actually turns out this is some Japanese sculpture hmm. in a museum in Japan. Like it, and somebody just took a picture of it, and then somebody found it online. That's a, that's a sculpture in Japan. Yeah, like an mm-hmm. artist, an artist made it. It's like little. It's little. That's terrifying. You could, yeah, it is. It's got it's got bird feet. Hmm. The face is crazy, right? The, that's not even the craziest part about it. It has two bird feet. It's like it's built like a pigeon with a crazy woman's face. As the head. Wow. But uh, the craziest thing to me is, so it doesn't matter if it was fake, right? Mm -hmm. So what happened basically is somebody saw the picture of this, whatever the artist calls it, took a picture, made the caption above it, and then put it online and it circulated like a, remember those email chains we used to get? MySpace days where it's like, you better share this or your foot's going to fall off. Mm -hmm. And then that's how it spread around. Mm -hmm. But people, you know, it spread around crazy because the picture's creepy and the story's like, you know, Momo's doing this to kids and all this kind of stuff. So it built this kind of, you know, fairy tale scariness in like a week's time. It didn't even take a lot of time. But then what happens is people see this, get people start getting scared, people sharing the picture everywhere. Somebody just actually makes the video. So now you can go on YouTube and type in Momo and a video of Momo will come up and, hey, kids. It's multiple videos of it now. Oh, it's a bunch of videos. People splicing them. Everything that people thought it was, it now is. So it doesn't matter if it was a hoax. Now it's a real thing people are doing because well, people are creeps. What was the chain um, mess- mail? I mean, message? It was just like a picture. I think somebody shared it on the Facebook group. It was just a picture and it would say, hey, guys, be careful if you have kids. This oh, Momo, okay. people are putting this Momo person in YouTube videos in between the scenes and it's telling kids to hurt themselves. That wasn't true, hmm. but then it became true because it caught legs and it caught wind and people actually started doing it. Yeah. And now it's a whole thing. So it doesn't even matter if it was a hoax at first. Now it's actually a concern. So I think that's pretty crazy. You got people you got to watch, put these parental. I don't even know, man. I don't, I don't even know. Yeah. I don't have kids. Like you can put parental things on YouTube videos, right? Yeah. But the way they get you is they make a cartoon video. Hmm. That was a thing that was happening like two or three years ago. There was pedophiles invading the comments of these kids' videos on YouTube mm-hmm. and, and and socializing with the kids and everything like that. And then they had, you know, uh, it would be cartoons, but they would have them be doing sexual stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, so all ca- people are fucking gross, man. Yeah. So they make a cartoon where it's like, that kind of looks like Pepper Pig. And this kind of looks like a cartoon Spider-Man. And that kind of looks like cartoon Batman. And then it's like touching a dick or like something that looks like a dick on Pepper Pig's touching Spider-Man's dick. And it's like the kids... They just saw the thumbnail, the thumbnail of Pepper Pig. Mm-hmm. So they click on it, and, they, and you're in the kitchen making food yeah. and don't even know what your kids are absorbing. Yeah, It's just, people make me sick, man. Yeah. So just be careful, man. I just, I don't understand. Just don't, stay off YouTube. Yeah. Well, Sophie doesn't get on YouTube. so Yeah, and she shouldn't be. Yeah, she doesn't. You, you, you shouldn't be able to browse something with that much content on it without, like, a real, yeah. like, self-awareness to understand, like, what you're doing. And it's, it's hard because these kids are making millions off of YouTube. Bro, don't even get me started. It's crazy. But yeah, man, it's crazy. Just people, just, I don't even know what to say to you. I don't have kids. Just, I don't know, man. This world's crazy. I don't yeah. even know advice to give. I don't know. You just, Stay off of YouTube. It's the only thing. Did you, YouTube. I wanted to bring up um quick second for um the Bin Laden thing. 
the Bin Laden his, thing. His son. Have you heard about that? No. Yeah, they got they like U.S. is offering like a million dollars for his whereabouts. Oh, I mean, he might be looking to get revenge. Most definitely. Yeah, yeah. And I he's mean, like, he's like, they say he's married to the the daughter of the guy who was the mastermind behind nine eleven. Oh, I was that's like, a, that's, that's a deadly cool. duo. What? I was like, that's scary, man. Listen, man, I try not to. That's <laughs> not even. That's not even politics. I just, I'm a big conspiracy. You know, I, mm-hmm. I love the conspiracies. And um, a lot of people get into this whole thing about, you know, they hate us because of our freedom and all this kind of stuff. America has done some really fucked up shit. Mm. And I 9-11 was terrible, right? Yeah. But it wasn't just some people that uh, just hate freedom and because we get to eat fries and wear Heelys and shit. Like, mm. It wasn't like that. You know, America has done some really dark shit in other people's countries, overstepped. And that's the price of living in an empire, man. Now, we are just like sheep. We don't have anything to do with any of that kind of stuff. But if America goes into Venezuela and kills the president and takes the oil, the Venezuelan people might start a little, you know, uh, rebel group and come to get revenge. Yeah. They're not coming off the, what? What What do they hate us because we're free? It's like, no, man, you did some fucked up shit there. And the chickens are coming home to roost. Now, I don't want to be on a plane that gets taken over or anything like that and, and die. But I'm just saying we can't all be living in some dream where we're just America living in this great country, minding our business free, and people just hate us cause for no reason. Yeah, This country's dirty, man. It's some real dark <laughs> shit that this country's done. And I'm not saying, uh, you know, I don't know, uh, James Ladin or whatever his name is, uh, is, is justified or anything like that. What I'm saying is he's fucked up, but some fucked up shit made him fucked up. Yeah, and some fucked up shit made Osama bin Laden fucked up. It wasn't just like Osama bin Laden was just born and then was like, you know, man, they get to eat, you know, Chili's baby back ribs. Man, fuck them. I'm gonna go blow them up. Mm. It wasn't like that. It was, it's, it's, it's a lot of stuff that led up to these points and these big moments in history, man. So I just, I just like people to be self aware about, you know, just the arrogance of being like they just hate us because we're free. It's like, nah, man, you know. How do you think you got that iPhone? How do you think everybody in this country gets to have iPhones and, you know, t- not everybody, but more people than uh, people in China? Mm-hmm. You know, China is 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 like uh, heavily controlled, you know, and, 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 and people have to do very rigid rules. Like it's no every country's not free, man. So Americans, we get to enjoy these freedoms, but they come at a cost like. That's just the reality of it. Black, white, whatever it is, if you want to be a self-righteous person in this country and think that you're living better than other people in this country and I, did, I didn't vote for Donald Trump or I didn't do this or whatever, you know, when we, you know, uh, you know, uh, spend our money on these phones, on, on gas, all these things, this country, in order to have them, did some fucked up shit. Mm. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying, I'm not calling anybody bad or anything like that. I'm just saying... It's it's levels to this shit, and and some of this, no matter how good of a person you think you are, you live in a country that benefits off the pain of other people. That is that is just a fact, and I just want people to be aware of that. That's all I want. I'm not saying we should all leave America. It's great here, but it's great for a reason. It's great at the cost of some other people not living so great. Yeah, and okay. that comes with consequences sometimes. So James is gonna, you know, let's find him. Yeah. But he is not just some crazy person with with, with no vendetta. We threw his dad in the ocean. That's wild, bro. <laughs> that's one of the craziest things ever. Like, I, that, that's why I don't. I don't even. That's a whole. <laughs> that's a whole. That's a whole thing. I won't even. That's a whole conspiracy thing. I won't even go into. What they didn't throw him in the ocean? Yeah, man. Who just throw somebody in the ocean? <laughs> Wait, they kept him. Froze I think he had been dead. 
Oh. I'm on that. I'm on that. I think he already was dead, but they needed to. They needed a win to go like, we got him. See? Now vote me in again, Barack Obama. Oh. So I think that's what it was. But I don't know. Hmm. I don't yeah, know, man. I didn't, I didn't hear that theory. I don't know, man. I'm just I'm just a dummy talking in this house. Don't come after me. I don't know nothing. But uh, what we're going to do is we're going <laughs> to jump out of that uh, conspiracy hour, and we're going to get into these good vibes. That's right, folks. Welcome to another segment of Good Vibes. Fran, I want you to sit back because I got a real quick one, and I just thought this was super beautiful, and it actually touches on some stuff we've had brief discussions on on the podcast. So um, I wanted to give a very major shout-out to this uh beauty boutique in illinois called styles for kids Mm -hmm. it's in oak park illinois and it was the the founders her name is tamika swint and what tamika does is she uh styles hair for transracially adoptive families Mm -hmm. so basically she you know she does black girls hair but for you know asian women who adopted a black girl white people who have adopted Mm -hmm. a black child and it's just a place you can come. You get to see people that look like you. Because that's my biggest concern I have about transracial adopt- adoption is you don't have a sense of self. Because we can't do everything that white people can do. But if you grow up in a house that tells you that you can, and then you go out in the real world, it's, it's it can be a rude awakening. So I just like to make sure that people you know, in this country who look a certain way, they... In an ideal world, we wouldn't need to. We wouldn't need to know that. We yeah. could just everybody. Well, I'm a human, but that's not the world we live in. Mm-hmm. So a black girl needs to know like how to take care of her hair, so she's not out here looking crazy. You know, I think a lot of white parents they adopt a black kid and they're like, "Well, I'll just comb it down the middle, part mm-hmm. it, and it'll just be down the sides." And you see all these girls like too much body in their hair. Their you know our hair is thick, so mm-hmm. it's too thick. They're not putting any products in it. It's dry. And it can destroy a girl's hair. Mm. So they just need to know how to take care of themselves. We don't take care of ourselves the way other ethnicities take care of themselves. So they should absolutely be exposed to those kind of things. On the other side, I don't, I don't, I did, the video that I saw, there was not like a, a black barber. Mm. But I think that should be hopefully the next step for them because black, black kids, black boys get a, adopted too. And um, actually, I looked up the statistics on it and, and, uh, White kids and Hispanic kids are the most adopted uh, demographics, mm-hmm. and black boys or girls are some of the lowest. They'll take a black girl over a black boy, but they'll take a white anything over a black anything. You get to choose. Uh, some, some, yeah, some, some places. I feel like most places you do. You get the, if they show you pictures. It's very. It's like a business. Really? Oh yeah, it's crazy. Oh shit. As a matter, just... as a matter of fact, up until 2016. You, if you were homosexual, you couldn't adopt a kid. So that took out a whole, you know, a whole demographic of people that might adopt a black kid because it's like I want to help somebody who is marg. I feel marginalized in this country, so I want to lend a hand out to somebody else who is marginalized. And also, if you if you're homosexual, and I think still at this point, if you are from another country and you move here, I don't know if you. It's harder to adopt a kid, but there's even ways around that. So the adoption system is incredibly crazy. I didn't know you get to choose. Yeah, I mean, if you That's if you like, if, you know, some people might want a white baby, some people might want a Hispanic baby. They don't want it. It's like uh, I hate to say it, but it's like going to like a like for abandoned dogs. Nobody wants the the nine year old dog. That's correct. I didn't. 
I don't think it should be like that, but that's I think you should just you should just give your love to a kid. I should, hey, this kid you needs wanna, but you, yeah. you fill out this form to adopt a child, you have, get what we give you. But that's not how it is. Some people just go, that's I don't I don't think I feel like you could probably give all kinds of excuses. Like I don't think I'm equipped to take care of an Asian that's child or I don't that's think real me. I don't have the capabilities to uh ingratiate a black child into Iowa. You know what I mean? But what it is is the crazy part is even though the um it's illegal now to discriminate against homosexuality, that's like they had to make it a law, you can there's still ways to circumvent it by like, you know, if state by state uh, you have a, a freedom of religion. So if I want to open an adoption agency and I'm a Christian and I don't like homosexual people, then homosexual people can't adopt my kids at my private uh, adoption agency. So there's all kind of ways around it to keep people from getting, you know, helping kids. So that's which, not like a government. Uh, no, you can. You, there's private adoption agencies. That's insane. Oh, yo. That is new yo, to me. Kids are out here being sold. Wow. Kids are out here being Aside from sex trafficking, the adoption, there's a racket to adoption. Like, there are people making money, you know, adopting kids. Just that like a crazy. Just like a woman who is uh, pregnant and doesn't want to have the kids. She wants to, to sell it to somebody. Somebody brokers that deal. She has to go to an adoption agency and say, I have, I'm white. The father's white. This is going to be a white baby. And then there might be, you know, how like an auction for a painting. Like, oh, what? A white baby? People, you know, people are bidding on it. It's it's like that. Wow, this shit is crazy, man. But I yeah, I think the love should just go to people that need it. But my whole my whole main point is that black children are some of the lowest adopted uh, group in the adoption network, and I love the fact that this uh, this woman created a business that says, look, we know it can be hard to deal with the, the shock, the culture shock. Mm. You don't know how to take care of your kid. You got your kid out here looking crazy. Come to us. They can learn about themselves and we'll teach you how to braid your kid's hair, how to, what products to use. And you'll leave a better parent to help your five-year-old, your seven-year-old. You know how kids are. You go to hair, you go to school with your hair jacked up. You're going to hear about it. Yeah. But sometimes it's just nobody's fault. It's like my mom's white, my dad's white. They don't know how to, they did their best. Mm. You know, they put barrettes in it and didn't put it. And I, this is what they could. This is the best they could do. They put it in a ponytail, you know, mm-hmm. but that gives the kids self-confidence. And that's why I think the next step should be like a barber, because you know how it is when you get that fresh lineup. Yeah. No matter what age you are. I remember being six and just getting like a fresh shape up and being like, I am sexy as hell. Yeah. It's just it's the, the wonders that some little things like that can do for you. It's confidence wise. And just even you you put a strong, you know, black presence in um, of a man in that shop to cut the boy's hair and talk to him about sports or whatever like that. And just those things can go a long way. And they can make a parent who adopted a child feel like they have a place to go to if they have questions mm-hmm. and not worry about, you know, how I was I, 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 I voiced it on here. And I actually got a, reached out to by the daughter of a trans person where I said, sometimes you ask the questions and people tell you, like, you know, I'm not. I'm not a teacher, so that's not my job to teach you. You should go look it up. People might have an adoptive kid and fear asking somebody because they might look racist. I'm like, how do you take care of black hair? What? Excuse me? And it's like, oh, well, never. Well, fuck it. I'm just going to put it in this ponytail, and I'm not not doing that again. Mm. One bad experience can make a person close off and just go, I'll just figure it out on my own. Yeah. And now now the kid suffers. They got dry hair, their hair breaking off. All because 
you didn't have a place to go to where it felt like people were willing to help out. Mm-hmm. It takes a village. So that's my good vibes this uh, this week. I want to give a shout out once again to Tamika Swint. I think that Styles for Kids is Styles for Kids is a beautiful idea. I think that um, making kids feel beautiful and making parents who did a very noble thing feel like they have help. Mm. That's uh, nothing not beautiful about any of that stuff. So that was my uh, good vibes segment this week. Yeah, I don't really have a good vibe this week. Uh, my good vibe is myself. Oh, uh, okay. I'm on vacation from work this week. Um, I well, think I told let you. We dropped that round of applause on you. Yeah, man. Uh, you earned it, man. I think I deserve it. You've been grinding, man. Yeah, man. You've been putting in that work. Since, like, I haven't been on vacation since, like, August. Yeah. So uh, I went yeah, through. That's, that's unacceptable. had a, a successful, you know, I, I'm sure I did a great a great deal to, you know, a lot of families over the Christmas time. Oh, yeah. New Year's. So. All working all day, cold, yeah. snow, rain. Yeah, no, man, you deserve my good, a break. My good vibes is me to That be. made me feel good to yeah. know that you're getting a break. So that's good vibes to me. So that we'll take that, man. Yeah. And we'll so, just. I'm yeah. just happy, man. I'm well, really you, happy. Yeah, well, then that's good vibes, man. <laughs> that's good vibes. Good vibes don't always have to be drawn out. Nope. You got a you got, you got much earned day off, a week off. Yeah, week off. Yeah, yeah plenty of time to just relax. Uh, during that time, uh, to you and to anybody else out there who cares, um, uh, Hosier. His new album is out. It's an incredible album. Highly recommended. It. It's, you know, kind of folky, rock. Very good album. I like that a lot. And uh, one last thing I want to say is watch Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. <laughs> Great fucking movie. I was high as hell off of my <laughs> medical grade. And watch that. I can't stop listening to the song from the movie. So what I'm going to send us out on is Sunflower. By Sway Lee and uh, and Post Malone, um, get these. I mean, I don't know a more positive song out right now than Sunflower. So just enjoy this, and when we come back, we're gonna get into this fucked up shit. So stick around. And we are back, folks. Once again, if you have not uh, reviewed, rated, and subscribed on iTunes, please go and do that when you get a moment. And Fran, please, uh, you know, pop some popcorn, get your drink ready, because I am going first this week, and it is time for my affirmative murder. So my affirmative murder is actually a ongoing story that just broke this week, but I was able to get, you know, uh, a lot of the details from... Uh, the, the Philly Inquirer, the uh, the newspaper out in Philadelphia, actually, you know, provided a lot of information on this. And my affirmative murder this week is the story of Shayna and Dominique Decree. Uh, this past week, I don't know if you caught it, they just murdered five of their family members. Just, mm, yeah, no. yeah it, it's, well, it's crazy. Uh, so this is the story of Shayna and Dominique Decree. 
<clears throat> so earlier this week, literally earlier this week, like this past Monday, mm. uh, Bucks County, Pennsylvania District Attorney announced that 45-year-old Shayna Decree and her daughter, Dominique, had been charged with the murder of five of their immediate family members. Shayna allegedly told authorities that everyone wanted to die and it was planned to be a murder-suicide, but somehow she and her 19-year-old daughter survived unharmed. How does this even come up? It's like conversation or group chat or something? Oh, this was the investigation. This is them in like the interrogation room. This was their excuse, like, oh, why are all of those people dead in there? See, we all were going to That's what I mean. Us. Like, how would that, if that was true, how would, how oh, would that you go? You know what, man? You know what? Uh, Green, it all, Green Book was terrible, man. Let's just all kill ourselves, right? That's I don't see it being like that. So, I don't even know how you could say that in an interrogation room and think like, oh, you probably going to get off scot-free. Off. I think that was a solid lie. We all wanted to kill ourselves, but then we just, we fucked up. We missed. We changed our mind. Yeah, like, come on, man. So, um, uh, the women were charged with five counts of homicide, each in the murder of two of Shayna's children, her sister, and her twin nieces. They were also charged with one count each of conspiracy to commit criminal homicide. Shayna and Dominique Decree murdered Shayna's daughter, Nalra. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's a tough one. Nalra, it's, wow, she's 25, rest in peace to her, but I just want to say, I just want to put this out here. Her name is spelled N-A-A hyphen L-R-A-H. Now, I don't even think that's like Muslim or anything. Like, like if, if it was Muslim, I feel like I'd feel more confident that I could tell it was Muslim. I don't even know. I couldn't even tell you Nalra. if I'm saying it right or anything, but we're going to say Nalra. Rest in peace to Nalra Smith. She was 25 years old. And her son, Damon Jr., he was 14. Uh, her 42-year-old sister, Jamila Campbell, and Campbell's 9-year-old twin daughters, Amani and Erica. Mm. So she killed legit close-ass members of her family. Yeah. Her sister, her two nieces, and and her two kids. That's crazy. Oh, That's crazy as hell, man. Crazy is an ableist term. I'm sorry. I don't mean... It's, it's insane. It's, it's wild. Uh, in the last month, the women seemingly retreated into a cramped unit in the Robert Morris apartments in Morrisville, Pennsylvania, pulling their children out of school and isolating themselves from the outside world, according to relatives and others who struggled to reach out to them. So they, you know, the, the writing was on the wall, but obviously you don't know this is what is being written. Yeah. Maybe you go, oh, the mom might have had a nervous breakdown or the kids might have to go in the, you know, social services or something. I'm sure people didn't see this being what it turned out to be, so the urgency probably wasn't incredibly high. It was mm -hmm. like, oh, she took her kids out. We should probably send a wellness check over to the house to make sure everybody's okay. And that's when they found the bodies. Mm. But I'll get to that. Uh, the brief conversations that did happen were troubling, according to relatives. Exchanges peppered with bizarre imagery of demons and pearly gates. That's right. We're going there. Going where? Let's see. To, um, you know what I mean. Crazy. Yeah. Don't, uh, you were going to say something about crazy or something. I don't know what you were going to say. Don't even tell me. Uh, <laughs> the seclusion was shattered late Monday. Literally, again, I just want to make it clear to folks. Last Monday. Like, this is a fresh investigation. It's happening right now. So this past Monday, last Monday, this came to an end when they found the bodies. Uh... Bucks County Children and Youth Social Services discovered the five members of the family dead inside the apartment. Decree and her daughter Dominique were all were there as well, 
Authorities say they were lying disoriented in a bedroom down the hallway from the bodies. So all five of the bodies were in the apartment that they were in, and they were down the hall, like, laying in bed in, the, in another room. Mm. Uh, they were rushed to a local hospital. That's when police began to notice that the two women's stories did not match up. At first, Shayna told the police that her sister Jamila's boyfriend and two other men broke into the apartment and killed everyone. Soon, though, she changed her story and said it was a murder-suicide pact by the entire family, even the kids. So these are two extremely different scenarios that she just painted. And then to... And this is one person. It's one person. That's okay. Who's telling the story for six six other people. And so the first story is... My sister's my sister who's dead. Mm-hmm. Her boyfriend and a bunch of goons of his broke into our house and killed everybody. But me and Dominique survived somehow. I don't know. It's crazy. <laughs> then a little bit of minutes went by and she changed it to, actually that was a lie. What actually happened was we made a family pact to all kill ourselves, even the kids. The kids verbally said to us, "We want to kill ourselves too." A nine-year-old, two nine-year-olds, and a fourteen-year-old were like, "Yeah, we want to die too." So that's what happened. And the cops were like, so do you want to be handcuffed on the front of you or on the back of you? Because you're going to jail. Yeah. I don't, what do you, do I look like I have a dickhead on my forehead? I mean, she could have said, okay, my sister's boyfriend came in by himself. She could have just rolled with that. Even the goons. Her boyfriend. Yeah, but I mean, if she's going to change it, be like, okay, it wasn't two of them. It was just one. It was one just one. I wouldn't change anything. I would have stuck to the goons did it and then just see how that far that got. To go from it was... Men outside of the house. That's to, what I mean. To oh, this was just a decision we. Th- there was nobody involved. We didn't. That's two completely. <laughs> we're talking about homicide and suicide. That's two completely different things. Yeah. They're not even close to the same story. So that was just insane. Um. So yeah. So uh, she changed the story to that, and then Shayna's estranged husband and father of her children, Damon Decree Senior, told local media that he believed his wife and daughter were in some kind of cult. According to him, they were talking about demons being all around them. Decree wants his wife and daughter to go to jail for the rest of their lives. He said, I don't want to see them in no insane asylum. I don't want to, I want to see them in jail for the rest of their lives. Decree Sr. said he was surprised his estranged wife and daughter didn't, he was surprised his estranged wife and daughter killed their family, but he knew something odd was going on in the apartment. So everybody, again, you see, you know, uh, You've been wearing the same clothes for like three days. Mm-hmm. Everything, all those kind of. You never think that's gonna. The end of that rainbow is five people are dead. Yeah. So you think something's up, but never that. So that's pretty insane. Um. Uh. Yeah. He added that uh, this has been going on for the past month. I mean, we've been calling children's services and calling the police. That's what uh, Damon Decree Sr. said. So his mm. son is dead. His 14-year-old son, Dame, named after him, Damon Jr., is, mm. was murdered. Rest in peace to Damon. Um, Shana Decree was arraigned early Tuesday morning, again, February 26th, this past Tuesday. This is all still unfolding. The trial has not happened. None, this is all still developing. Mm. The facts are going to change. This is all. So I want to revisit this. But she was arraigned on February 26th. Her daughter, Dominique, was arraigned in the afternoon of the same day. Both are being held without bail. And Bucks County District Attorney Matthew Weintraub said, I just feel very confident that we have the two killers locked up that committed these atrocious, atrocious murders. And now, we are not an investigatory podcast. 
We are not true detectives, anything like that. But you did a story a couple months back about a woman named Zakaya Avery and Monifa Sanford, who were two women who were from like Elk Ridge, Maryland, someplace in, somewhere in Maryland, mm. where they were in a satanic church or something, and they called themselves demon slayers, and Zakaya killed her two children. Mm. What if? Now we're talking about Maryland and Pennsylvania, not that far apart. What if there's some kind of demonic black woman cult that is killing children in the D.C., Maryland, Virginia, Pennsylvania area? You know, what if we, what if, you know, because we do affirmative murder here, mm. we talk about these things that don't get much attention. But two sets of black women in a cult. Their behavior starts being erratic, mm. and they end up killing the kids in their apartment. Those are very similar mo's. Yeah. So I'm just saying, I, we're not, we're not going to do the footwork. I'm not going to go drive to Pennsylvania and interview people because right. I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm not going to do that. I can't walk, <laughs> and I don't have enough. I don't care enough. If, right. if I'm being honest, I care. This is a tragedy, uh, but I'm not going to like upend my whole life and go hit the road and try to solve a case. Right. That's not what I'm going to do. But what I can do is speculate. That's one of my favorite things to do because mm-hmm. there's no work at, at all. And you can just say shit. Yeah. So what I'm speculating is what if there's some kind of black woman church of cult killers, demon slayers that kill their kids. Now, they're all crazy. I'm not mm-hmm. saying my, the you other ho- a church full of nutty people, nutty females. Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying that yeah. my, my other end of the conspiracy isn't like, what if kids are demons? I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, what if these women think they are <clears throat> Michelle Blair? Yeah. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, see, I, I, I'm following. But she me now. did it. I don't. I don't think she's in that category, though. We we, we, we don't know. I think she's we, in don't, we don't. know. Yeah, that's though. true. Yeah, that's true. You know what I'm saying? She said they're demons mm-hmm. on the record in in court. You because of what they did, though. Yeah. Hey, look, man. You don't got to go poking holes in this. I'm just speculating, so you don't have to really, you know, yeah, try just... to combat me with anything like that. What I'm saying is that's three different scenarios involving black women, mm. demons, and children. I'm just saying, nah, man. What don't be surprised if a podcast come out a year from now called, you know, like, you know, black cult women yeah. or something like that. I'm just saying I might have just I might have got on the early grounds of some cult, some black cult shit. I don't know. Yeah, you by yourself on that one. Oh, you don't want no parts of it? No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no parts of that. Leave me out to dry, I guess. That's fine. Well, that was my affirmative murder this week. Uh, I want to give a rest in peace to everybody involved in that horrible homicide. Uh, Nalra Smith, Damon Jr., Amani and Erica, and Jamila, the mother of Amani and Erica. Rest in peace to all of them. They didn't deserve to be murdered by a family. That's the last thing you expect. Like, imagine the last you being murdered and the last moments you being alive is like your aunt did it. Yeah, you know that's 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 no way for anybody to go. It's very that's very heartbreaking to be feel that kind of betrayal. And I haven't even heard about this story. That's why we're here. That's what yeah. we do. You know. So Crazy. that was the story of um, Shayna Decree and her daughter Dominique, who just up and killed five of their family members uh, on a Monday. I'm gonna look forward to seeing. You know, I want to see how this develops. Yeah. I'm also much like the. Uh, the, my case study I did a year ago with Cleophas Cooksey and the gentleman from the Toronto area, mm-hmm. I'm going to see, I'm just going to keep an eye on this and see if this makes national attention. Because this is pretty shocking. Nah, I, I would think people would be like, 
they just killed five of their family members on a random day. But we're a week out. I haven't, you know, heard a bunch of fuss about it. But we'll see. I'm going to keep an eye on it. And any updates that come, I'll yeah, bring them here updated, and I'll, dis- yeah. I'll discuss about it. But I just want to keep my main objective is to see if it grows. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, it's Fran's turn to tell us some fucked up shit. So stick around. All right. And we are back. Fran, the floor is yours. So my friend of murder this week is Cleophas Prince Jr., Ooh. a.k.a. the Claremont Killer. Another winner named Cleophas. Yeah. Let me drop that hoodlum on him one time. I know that she want it. I can tell how she look it. Drop that square off it. Come fuck with a hoodlum. A hoodlum, the one you get hooked on. Give you good love. It's so Cleophas, Cleophas Prince Jr., Cleophas Prince was court-martialed in October 1989 and convicted of larceny. After serving a brief sentence, he was recommended for discharge from the Navy. Okay. Two months later, he moved to Buena Vista Garden apartment complex, Mm -hmm. which was close to the location of the first three murder victims. He lived lived at the Buena Vista complex until May 2nd, 1990. Before his arrest, police characterized the then unknown serial killer as disorganized opportunist. Mm. For the common patterns in the crimes in each case, Prince entered the female victim's residence during daylight daylight hours through an unlocked door or window, surprising them during or just after bathing, mm. and stabbed them to death with knives taken from their kitchen. Damn. Police also theorized Prince may have stalked some of his victims, including Pamela Clark at a nearby Maramore Fitness Club um, near his former girlfriend's residence. I mean, <laughs> you just go hang out with your babe and then be like, you know, I'm running down to 7-Eleven, give me a big gulp. Yeah. Then you leave and just murder somebody. That's an itch. That's an itch. Yeah. That's, you are a compulsive killer. Like, you need to excuse yourself from the table <laughs> and do like some sitcom shit like it's an episode of Seinfeld like oh I have to go to the bathroom and then you climb out the window and you try to run back to get back in time after you killed somebody oh I was in the bathroom really long sorry so I'm, so I'm, so I'm sweating because I had to take a dump yeah that's like that's crazy that's that's a compulsion got I got the music even. playing you know to cover the noise oh the yeah, yeah oh yeah yeah for sure like, oh and then you like you lock it so nobody else can come in yeah. and then you know oh yeah sorry I, you know I really had to deuce it up really mm-hmm. bad in there so you really had to go, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, some, could, like, some could say I couldn't help myself. And then like a da-da-da <laughs> and plays in his head. He grins. He's like, why are you grinning? Looking at the camera <laughs> in the like, distance. <laughs> what are you looking at? That's when you're real crazy. <laughs> you think you're on a show? <laughs> oh, man. Um, in addition to the murders, Prince was convicted of multiple burglaries and attempted mur- burglaries. From, a, from April 1990 through February 1991. Um, so Tiffany Page Schultz died January 12, 1990, age 20, lived in an apartment complex adjacent to the Buena Vista Gardens. Schultz's boyfriend was initially arrested for her murder, but but then was released three days later. Mm. Um, Janine Marie Winhold died February 16, 1990. So this is, what, four days? Yeah. Um, also lived in a lived in an adjacent apartment complex 
Prince was tied to her multiple Prince was tied to her murder through DNA testing. Her parents donated money to purchase playground equipment at the South Claremont Park and Recreation Center in her memory. Which I think is awesome. That's sweet. Um, Give it back. Holly Susan Tear died April third, nineteen ninety. She was eighteen, was visiting her boyfriend and staying at this Buena Vista Gardens apart apartment complex. Um, Tara's slang led police to believe a serial killer was stabbing women. Mm. A ring belonging to Tara was given to Prince's girlfriend in December 1990. It sounds like Scream. Yeah. Um, he took the ring and gave it to his girlfriend, which is savage. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I didn't even realize that's that's what you meant. Yeah. Wow, so he... Wow, yeah. That's really savage. Uh, Alyssa Naomi Keller, I like that name, died... Uh, made. The, the whole thing? thing? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Died May 21st, 1990. Age 38, lived in the East San Diego apartment complex where Prince moved in May 1990. A gold nugget ring belonging to Keller was traced to Prince. Um, Keller's mother and daughter did not suspect Prince. Sound like they... He's they such a nice him. guy. Yeah. They met him before. Yeah, he would um, never... All that shit. He definitely got that treatment. Yeah. Pamela Gale... Gail Clark died September 13, 1990. She was 42, lived in, a uni- lived in University City. Um, two of Prince's roommates testified he had been in possession of Clark's wedding ring. I guess they found out he took the her wedding ring. Yeah, it's got serial numbers on it, man. Like, Oh, shit. Jewelry's very traceable. If you get, I mean, not if you get, like, most jewelry is made out of, like, a reputable jeweler. What do you got, like something engraved and in yeah, you can like some sometimes like if you look in the like in the diamond or you know like yeah oh like, shit yeah, I didn't know they're that. traceable that's cool yeah that's, that, that's why like <laughs> that's why like you shouldn't pawn stolen jewelry because it's a record it. of oh, it you know what wow. I mean like they they have to write your name down and then once they identify the jewelry they can go oh yeah this is this jewelry this guy brought it in and this jewelry belonged to the Mostly, it's like if you get insurance on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Like if you get insurance on it, then there's like a record of tracing it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if if every piece of jewelry ever made is like you can trace it back to the person who bought it. Right. But if they have insurance, the number will sync up with the account for the insurance. Hmm. So, but I don't know. I don't know everything. Some somebody's listening to this like now. It's not. That's not how it works exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's only ten percent right. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Amber Clark died September 13, 1990, age 18. Also lived in University City with her mama, her, her mother Pamela. Pamela, at that time, at the time the bodies of the Clarks were discovered, Alyssa Keller had not been identified as a victim of the same killer. But San Diego police characterized the case as a large manhunt in the history of the force. Mm. So a composite sketch. A composite drawing of the killer was dis- distributed in April 1990 based on an eyewitness description. A maintenance worker had been had had seen the killer fleeing apartment complex following Holly Holly Tear's death. A San, a San Diego police initially focused their attention on the accused rapist in January 1991. I mean, this is my this is boring year. Um, citing similarities, <laughs> citing similarities in the suspect's description. Method and opportunity. Prince was caught in February 1991 after he tried to break into a Scripps Ranch house, which is um, 
Scripps Ranch House? It's an affluent community of San Diego. Oh, yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> you know, I was born on the day the Cosby Show got canceled. Oh, go figure. You just found that out? No, I've known that for a while, but you said something about your birth and oh, that made yeah. me think about it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The day. The day Same of, day. The day of the last episode of the Cosby Show. Wow. Um, so, a woman whom had been following home, who had been followed home from the mayor. The Marimore Road Health Club was getting ready to shower when she heard a noise at the front door. She ran from the house and sought help from a neighbor who came and confronted Prince. Oh. Prince claimed that he was trying to find a female friend who had entered the woman's home. Oh, so he was in the house. Yeah. I thought she just knocked he knocked on the door and she freaked out and ran. Oh yeah, that's crazy. You see, he says she heard a noise at the front door. Uh-huh. And then she ran from the house. So I'm guessing she ran out with the back. The noise she heard was like him busting the door open or something. Yeah. So she must immediately like, yeah, well, fuck. He's at, he's at this door. Yeah. I'm going this way. Look, man, you're not going to beat me in my house. No. Oh, no. Not a You have chance. an advantage. Not a chance. What I would do, cut all the lights like, off. No, my house. <laughs> you ain't, you're not going to catch me in the dark in my home. <laughs> I, will, I will end you in my yeah. house in the dark. How many times I had to get up and pee in the dark in the middle of the night, man? I know where the wall is and slide my hand here, yep. get to the knives. Come on now. <laughs> yeah. You having a you have an advantage. Yeah, for sure. Just cut boop, 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 boop. Yep. You know exactly. Start where playing you're games with him like home alone. <laughs> where am I? Where am I? <laughs> you know where the echo is in the house? That'd be nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Flip the whole script. You think you came to kill somebody? The whole shit? That'd be a good horror movie. Yeah. I, I came here to kill somebody. It's like, oh no, you're the victim here. <laughs> Once you walk through that door, I, yeah, they lock automatically. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be crazy. That'd be wild. Um, let's see. Uh, Matter of fact, I might cut that adult Home Alone, like a rated R version of a Home Alone type crazy. of shit. Oh, come on now. You just came up with something. Mm. <laughs> might cut that. Yeah. Uh, so Prince claimed he was trying to find a female friend who had entered the woman's home, but eventually gave up and scuttled away. Seem <laughs> scuttled away. I don't hear that word too much. Scuttled. Yeah. But it seems like you just like. Walk super fast and like yeah. little steps. Yeah. Also, that sounds very innocent for a guy yeah. that's trying to like rape and murder somebody. Like, oh, then he just scurried off, skipped into the into the forest. <laughs> right. He's a murderer. Uh, so the eyewitness took down Prince' license plate number and identified Prince from photographs, and he was arrested on on the fourth of February, nineteen ninety one, in the parking lot of the health club. He just ran. He, he, he was about to kill somebody. Yeah. In the health club, after police alerted health club workers to be on the lookout for Prince' automobile. So for Prince's always return to the scene of the crime. Yeah. After his arrest, he agreed to provide blood and saliva samples, and the DNA results connected him to the murder of Janine Winhold. The murder connected him to the others by the pattern presented by the by the murders. I've heard so many stories of that, and also seen it on the first forty-eight, which is when it's the funniest, where they I think they think they're gonna pump fake the detectives. Oh, yeah, no, take my blood. That's cool. Oh, so they'd be like, okay, we don't need it. Yeah, I guess that's what they think. Like, if that's what you, hey, if that's what you need to do, I'm more than happy to cooperate. Oh, oh, you are? And then Uh, they take it. Okay, well, you know, I have a very common blood type. That's when the excuse to, I got a very common blood type. I don't, I'm not saying it would be somewhere, but if it was, it, it might be a mistake. Well, it was all over this this crime scene, so you're going to jail. You fucked up, so... You sent yourself to yeah. jail. You agreed to this, so you're going to do it now. Wrote, signed this consent form. <laughs> I mean, wh- what... Sometimes the pump fake <laughs> works, man. Does it? I don't think it works in a, in a, in a, uh, like, <laughs> in an interrogation room. So, oh, yeah, hook man. me up to a lie detector test that they're going to be like, 
oh, well, then if you are willing to do it, then we just won't do it. We believe you now. Like, no, okay, we will. We will hook you up to a lie detector test. Maybe it happened multiple times, though. Throughout history, people, they go forward. Hey, if there's a precedent, if I was a criminal, <laughs> I don't know if that'd be a move I tried, but if, if, I, if I was a criminal, I think myself to be probably a little dumber than I am. Mm-hmm. I'm, and if all it takes is one person on the streets, you know how, like, for years there was this rumor that, like, you know, a cop has to identify themselves if, if, if you know, if they try to arrest you. They got to tell you that you're a cop. So if you ask them, they have to tell you. Mm. That's not true. What? That's not true at all. But people really believe that for a long time. If they have a uniform on? No, no. Like, if it's an oh, undercover okay. sting. okay. I was about to say. And then if you go, hey, man, are you a cop? They, like, people like drug dealers and shit would be like, you know, they got to tell you if you ask them. What's the whole point of going undercover if you, if you got to do Exactly. That? Like, that's <laughs> all you, like, swipe or no swiping. Like, are you a cop? Oh, man. Ah, I put this whole mustache on for nothing. You got me. Yeah, I'm a cop, man. I guess I won't be buying drugs from That's you today. Stupid. Come on, man. But but I'm sure somebody believed. Like, if somebody told me, yeah, man, if you tell them you want the DNA test, they won't give it to you because that's like a sign that you're innocent. You're like, well, yeah, damn, let me hold no. on to that, Jim. No. If I ever find myself in an interrogation room, I mean, I'm going to pull that be, out. You got to be quick. Oh, I don't yeah. think nobody has. I don't think nobody can sit there. Maybe... You got to be quick and you got to be a sociopath. Yeah. Like, I remember I did a story on a guy from, like, uh, Poughkeepsie, New York. I can't remember his name right now. But he passed a lot of detective tests. He was killing sex workers all in his house, in his parents' house, in the basement. We not control his heartbeat and shit like that? No, he just, oh. he is so, so much of a sociopath that his heart rate doesn't skip a beat when he lies. He's like, yeah, no, I, like, he's, he's always lying. So he think he believes it. Uh. So when you, when you got a certain kind of screw missing, you can pass all of that shit. Mm. Lie detector test, that's light work. He just needs I think thing. it's true. What? Is it a lie if it's if I think it's true? Then I'm passing that lie detector yeah, test. That's true. I think it's true. Uh so Pamela Clark regularly exercised at the at the Road Health Club before noon and in a swimming pool attendance log and a swimming pool attendant attendance log placed prints at the vicinity of Holly Tear. Prince struck when he knew his victims would be showering, showering, and thus be less attentive to their surroundings. He's really fixated on that yeah. detail. Like that. I need him. I need him fresh out of the shower. Yeah. I guess that's well, when you're the not, most vulnerable too. Yeah, when you, you definitely just, don't got the blicky on you, fresh out of the shower. When you got the the towel wrapped that certain kind of way, mm-hmm. where it stays. I don't yeah. know how women do that. Me either. Men with dreads too, I guess. But like <laughs> they tie it and wrap it, and then it's up high, and it just stays on your head. I'm impressed by that. Yeah, me too. I don't know how to do it. She got a lot of hair and find out. Well, I guess Which that ship sailed. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so he waits for them to get in the shower. So they just, you know, relaxing, music playing or whatever. I'm definitely not relaxed in the shower, though. I am. Like, I mean, when I've got my music, I am, but if I hear anything, I'm, I'm snatching. Oh, me. yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not like zoned out. If I'm home by myself, that door is open. Oh, that's for one. <laughs> and then I got a, I have a dog and a cat. So I remember one time, like, I was showering and stuff, and then Bella was at the door of the shower, and uh, she, like, shook her. So I was so here, like, squing, 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 squing. I snatched that uh, shower curtain. I'm looking. You know, I'm looking around, like, what the fuck? Heart, my heart's beating fast. All it takes, if you're in the shower and you hear a noise, you're immediately like, oh, I'm going to die. So your heart shoots through the roof, and you snatch the curtain. Huh? Hello? That's how it is when you sleep. When you oh, sleep too. Yeah, if I oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. I, I feel like everybody is agrees that you just you just lay there too. I, I thought it was just me, man. When your heart your heart no. to be 
<laughs> but the crazy part is when you're in bed, I'm less def- I'm less defensive. Like I'll just lay there. <laughs> I'll make up and, and yeah, that's probably just something fell off the counter or something. I'm not gonna get. But if I'm in the shower, I'm ready to like hop out. Uh, you know, you snatch that curtain back. But yeah, when I'm in bed, yeah, you hear something. You know, the the dishwasher go off or something like that. Your uh-huh. heart shoot through the roof, but you yeah. just kind of go. That's not probably my imagination. <laughs> and you go back to sleep. I think people are more comfortable being murdered in bed than in the shower. You don't go hello. No, I never, <laughs> I never do that anymore. I haven't done that in a long time. Cause like best case, what is the point of that? Best case scenario is somebody like if you're saying that it's because you think somebody's there, and then what if they are? Oh so god, even, man. So it's even, so creepy, man. Every time <laughs> I, I think somebody anymore. brought it up on a Facebook page, I, yeah, and no. every time I think about it, it's so fucking creepy. Yeah, I don't even, <laughs> I, don't even I don't even do it anymore. I don't want to know. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna look and I'm gonna slowly creep through the house. Uh-huh. And check, you know, yeah. to see. Uh-huh. But I'm not gonna make an announcement. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up? Yeah, uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm robbing you. Where do you keep the jewelries? I'm in the fridge. What's up? Yeah, you know, like, I don't want a response, so I'm not gonna ask hello. Oh man, that's, that's a question. Yeah, man. That's hello crazy. is a question that begs a response. <laughs> I don't want to ask questions if I think somebody's in my house. Uh, yeah. So he waits um to the end of the shower. Uh, he later bragged about killing killings to his friend and took it and took to wearing the dead woman's wedding ring on a chain around his neck. That is crazy as hell. Right. Also, don't disrespect me like that. Like, how how fucked up do you think I am that I want to hear about how you murdered somebody? Yeah, man. I'm like, don't tell. What? Now you brought me into it because yeah, you didn't no, tell me. Accomplice. So I have to call the police. <laughs> I'm not going to not. I'm not going to go to jail because right. I didn't tell on you. So yeah, he took the uh, dead woman's ring, put it on a, a necklace, Crazy. wore it around, so he gave another ring to his girlfriend as a Christmas present after taking it from Tar. Wow. Police was, I'm sorry, Prince was arrested on March 3rd, 1991 in Birmingham, Alabama. Where oh, he that's had, today. Yeah. Happy anniversary. That's crazy. <laughs> Uh, where he had returned to visit family following his discharge from the Navy. He had been arrested on unrelated theft, theft charge and, and had just been released on bail. Birmingham police and East Precinct officer Stephen Lampley contacted Prince by phone and told him that there were more paperwork that had to be completed and if he would come into the precinct. They would not have, they would not have to send marked police units to his home. So was that like a setup or? Say it again? Because they say they told him he had to come back because he needs, hey, we need some more paperwork. You know, because he's released on bail. Oh, so like, yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, he probably thought he was crushing it. So he just went, oh, yeah. yeah no, that's okay, no I'll be there. Go ahead, get it cleared up. Yeah. Um, after six hours of talking back and forth on the telephone, Prince walked into the precinct with his mother and he was taken into custody. He was extradited to San Diego where the trial was held. After reviewing, after re, after viewing physical evidence, a judge ordered Prince to stand trial. In March 1992, the defense argued unsuccessfully that Prince should not be cleared of three of three murder charges from lack of evidence. Prince was found guilty on July 15, 1993, on all six counts of first-degree murder and 21 other felony charges. Mm. After later deliberations, the jury rendered a verdict of death, and the judge handed down the death sentence on. November 5th, 1993. He is now on death row at San Quentin. Um, Prince appealed his sentence, claiming 
that extensive media coverage had created a presumption of guilt in the jury pool, but the Supreme Court of California denied his appeal in 2007. Mm. And that was Cleophas Prince Jr. He tried it. Yeah. So the lesson here is don't name your kid Cleophas. I haven't a winner named Cleophas I have not found. Cleophas Cooksey, you know, famously um, for murdering nine people and also creating hoodlum. An undeniable jam. I don't know what that name means. I don't know if it has a meaning to it. Cleophas? Yeah. Yeah, it means uh, I'm a dirty piece of yeah. shit <laughs> who smokes Newports and like knows a little bit about cars. Yeah. That's the that's the the, the uh, and like to murder people. That's the dictionary definition. I smoke Newports and I kill people. That's the Cleophas, killer of people, <laughs> smoker of Newports. In the Urban Dictionary. Yeah, in the Urban Dictionary. <laughs> um, so that was. Another episode of Affirmative Murder, but we're not done yet. We need to get this ship right, back on track. (laughs) Fran, are you ready? Yes, I am. Okay. And now, it's time for True Crime's Hottest Game Show. Frazzle! That's right, folks. Welcome to things the way they're supposed to be. This is Frazzle Fran, the hottest true crime game show in the streets. This is the game show where I try to frust, fluster, flummox, and frazzle my partner in true crime, Franco Evans. And this week, I think I'm going to get him. Fran. Yeah. Are you ready? Yep. Okay. Here's your case. <clears throat> a man and his family live in a large metropolitan area. They neither own a house nor pay rent. As long as the family qualifies, they are allowed to live in the house subsidized by the government. Who is the family and where do they live? Your clues. The house is in America. The number of family members usually changes at least once a decade. Sometimes the family has children, sometimes it doesn't. One family member works for the government as a public figure. Fran. Uh, Who is the family and where do they live? White House. <laughs> that is correct. Yeah. Who is the family? At the current moment. Oh, um, the Trump family. Yep. Boom. Great. Another one for Fran. Super. Uh, yes. Oh, he's going down. He's doing the young jock right now. So it's been another failed attempt to frazzle Fran. It's getting too easy, man. You're going to have to throw something a little hard at me next time, man. Whoa. It's getting a little too easy. That was incredibly flagrant. I'm going to move on. I'm not going <laughs> to throw anything hard at you. Skin. Yes, that's right. Whoa. I went to Childish Jokes because I'm upset Whoa. that you keep fucking figuring these ones out. So I went an immature route. But I stand by it. That was a little, <laughs> that, was, that was a crazy thing to say to me. Uh, <laughs> Gross. Uh, <laughs> this has been another episode of Affirmative Murder. Fran has not been frazzled in I don't know how long. I don't think he's been frazzled in 2019. Nope. Uh, 
the mission continues. We will get back on track. I know that a lot of you out there are fucking Fran star lovers. Yes. And are happy about this. What I say to you is, I will say nothing rude because I am a nice person <laughs> and this doesn't affect me at all. I don't care. So we will be back next week where we will try to once again frazzle Fran and we are out. Catch y'all next time. Deuces. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.